are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janon, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So, hey guys, how is everything going? I hope all of y'all have been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far. And uh, I know, I know, if you look at the calendar, we have about two more weeks or two two to three more weeks to go until the end of August. Or actually, no, I think I'm way off because today is uh, like by the time you'll be listening to this on CFRU, it'll be August 27th, I believe, which is which is going to be like less than a week until the end of August. But um, I don't know, somehow my calculations just reflected uh, my own schedule of going back to school, going back to university. So I do apologize for that. But, uh, you know, the point being, uh, we, we still have only a few more days left till the end of the summer. And I know that's kind of bittersweet news for a lot of people out there. I know schools are going to be opening back up, uh, which is, I guess, exciting news to um our kids but uh not it couldn't it couldn't always be great news for the parents and uh, i know we're um definitely facing so many different challenges right now and um things are not going to be looking like how they were prior to the pandemic but uh listen we're all members of this community and uh, i feel like it is absolutely our duty and um, our, our responsibility to just be out there for each other in case any of us need any extra help with um, uh, any of the uh, any of our daily tasks and uh, any of our challenges that we're going through. I feel like that is definitely one thing that at least one of the things that we can do as uh, fellow community members. Because not only does it reflect um, the values that we have set up for yourself, for ourselves rather, um, in the community, but also just um, um, it, it reflects humanity. You know, like how humans are supposed to behave and whatnot. And uh, one of the main reasons why we are who we are because we're compassionate individuals and. Uh, if we're not there to help each other during times of need, then who else is going to be there, right? So uh, because of that, uh, yeah, let's just be mindful of that. And uh, once the fall starts, let's just uh, be receptive to everybody else who's out there and who could be potentially needing extra help, whether it's, um, I don't know, taking care of uh, one's children or tutoring one's children or just babysitting, whatever it is. Um, let's just be out there for each other and be willing to help one another out there. OK, so there goes your uh, daily uh, PSA announcement. Uh, I hope uh, it was it was kind of helpful, helpful rather. And um yeah, I mean, like, I know this is a sports show, but uh, this is, after all, supposed to help you guys out there within the community, not to only raise awareness of uh, your knowledge of sports, but also 
what what the heck is actually happening in the world and the community you know so i do see it as my responsibility to just uh, mention such things so that you guys can actually act upon it if you want in the future all right having said that uh like i said (laughs) although uh, the the sound of september and the whole thought of the fall uh, season approaching it it could bring mixed emotions in uh, different people but i feel like as sports fans and specifically as combat sports fans what we can all agree upon is that the the fall and specifically the month of september is going to be nothing but exciting events it is going to be Okay, listen, in the month of September, there's not going to be a weekend that we're going to be deprived of having a fight night. And that's how mindful uh, the matchmakers have been in uh, various MMA organizations. Well, still, though, having said that, having said the fact that uh, I mean all MMA organizations, well, mostly I mean the UFC. And uh, again, I don't want to get too biased about the UFC, but the truth has been that uh, throughout the whole course of the pandemic, they've been the only MMA organization who's been having regular events. And um, although they've been uh, facing many challenges, uh, they've overcome them and they still they still are in the process of making things work uh, but at least they've acted upon it and uh like i said they're put probably one of the only organizations mma organizations who that have actually taken action and have had active fight nights uh throughout the past six months and keep doing so and uh, again, I, I just said that because I want to clarify that I know we do talk a lot about UFC and their fights, but I don't want you to think that uh, like we're kind of being biased towards them and we purposefully ignore other MMA organizations or other combat sports organizations because we are not. And I told you guys on our previous episodes that if we do have any updates regarding potential upcoming live events from other non-mainstream MMA organizations will definitely just uh, bring them up on the show. But unfortunately, there haven't been any, which is uh, definitely a bummer. But, um, you know, because we're a combat sports show, mainly, uh, we still do have to talk about fights. And the only fights that are available for um, discussion and breakdown are UFC fights. But regardless of that, you guys, um, like I said, because we're fans, we'll honestly just watch anything anything that just um honestly has the hashtag uh, of combat sports on it and uh the ufc is definitely one of those uh things so like i said for the upcoming month of september we're going to be having fight nights every single weekend so um some of these fighters who are supposed to be fighting they've already fought either at least once uh, over the past six months, or this is uh, their first time fighting since the pandemic initially occurred. But um, the important thing is that uh, they're actually getting uh, fights um, scheduled for them and that they're actually getting the opportunity to fight, which is awesome. So just to briefly overview what sort of fights we have coming up for the month of September, I'm just going to tell you guys what the headliners are. So on September 5th, we're going to be having a heavyweight bout between uh, the legend, honestly, Alistair Overeem and Mr. Sakai. Okay, and uh, it is going to be pretty exciting, especially because we recently had... 
um, the the championship bout, the heavyweight championship uh, bout between Stipe Miocic, the current champion, and of course the former light heavyweight and heavyweight champion Daniel Cormier and ever since then uh, there's been a lot of um, should I say stir up in the heavyweight division it is no more dormant and uh, it's been pretty active or it is starting to get more active um, and this is actually one of those indications that it is indeed um, having starting to have more events so that the rankings are uh, hopefully changed up a little bit in in this uh weight division and uh i know like okay because if you if you if you have listened to our previous episode i think it was indeed our previous episode or maybe two episodes ago when we did talk about the implications of that heavyweight fight heavyweight championship fight between miocic and danny cormier we told you that, uh, well, of course, Stephen Miocic still has to defend his heavyweight title, but uh, it, it has been noted, it has been stated that uh, Miocic is going to be getting his next title defense against Francis Ngannou, and that is that has been agreed upon. So although we are seeing this fight between Overeem and Sakai, um, it is potentially going to be for a change in, in ranks and not necessarily to put either of these contenders in line for a potential title shot. Maybe in the future, maybe after two or three fights, the winner of this bout will potentially get a title shot. But uh, yeah, the winner of this particular bout between Overeem and Sakai potentially will not get a title shot. And uh, yeah, so I don't want to spend too much time talking about that because uh, like when the time actually comes, I'll talk about some of the other things that have been going on in the heavyweight division. But I'm just going to leave it there for this um, uh, overview that I'm giving you guys. So the week after that, on September 12th, uh, we're actually going to be having a light heavyweight bout uh, between um, Santos and Teixeira. So, uh, man, I keep forgetting their first names, but uh, these two guys are, are have been such top contenders in the light heavyweight division. And okay, now okay, now that their first names just came up, so Tiago Santos, of course, how could I possibly forget that? And Glover Teixeira, and uh, this is pretty important because uh, you guys already know it was recently announced that the light heavyweight championship belt had been had uh, been. Um, relinquished by John Jones and so um this fight between Tiago Santos and Glover Teixeira could could have a lot of important implications for who could be next in line to potentially fight for that uh, uh championship belt and we know that they are um like they're not the ones who are going to be uh, fighting for the belt itself per se in this case because we didn't know who like what the fight for the vacant belt is going to be between we already know that's going to be a fight between Dominic Reyes and Jan Blokovic that had been announced uh, last week so whoever wins that fight is going to be the champion and potentially whoever wins this fight between Santos and Teixeira is going to be getting a title shot against the winner of that Reyes and Blokovic fight. Okay, I'm just going to say one last one, just overview briefly one last one and then I'm going to be talking about uh, the fights that we have coming up ahead for this upcoming weekend. So this one, I feel like a lot of people kind of forgot about. So... 
on September 19th. Um, this has been a fight that many people have been looking forward to in the welterweight division. We are going to be having Colby Covington, the former title uh, challenger uh, for the welterweight championship belt versus he's going to be fighting off um, against the former welterweight champion, Tyron Woolley. And uh, this fight has been talked about for so long. Both guys have called each other out for so, so long, especially Colby Covington. Um, he... He 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 he's been doing so well in the welterweight division, and he even had the chance to uh, fight fight for the championship belt. However, he just things things didn't go his way on those fight nights. And uh, actually, so yeah, you guys do remember he fought the the champion Kamaru Usman, and because of that, he had been talking a lot, and uh, he he said some things that uh, kind of. Uh, again, I don't want to be biased uh, when it comes to talking about these guys because if if you guys do go back a, a few episodes back, you probably can find evidence of me talking about Colby Covington and how he's mostly like we. I, let's just put it this way: I don't necessarily ap- appreciate. Excuse me, I don't appreciate how big of a trash talker he is and how that trash talk doesn't always necessarily compare to his performance in the octagon so yes i'm not the biggest fan of trash talking when it comes to professional sports however i I would say it is tolerable to an extent that if if you uh, trash talk somebody you have to be able to back it up with proper action on fight nights on the day that you're supposed to face the other guy if you if you do all the talking and it's just talks and no action then what is the purpose of trash talking that will honestly just defeat the whole purpose of it if you agree with me because um say you do it once and you don't perform as well on fight nights then if you if you do your trash talking the next time, uh, it could sound a little bit entertaining, but I feel like it'll be more exciting um, and it will actually do its trick. Uh, it, it will be more likely that it will, d- it will do its trick if there has been instances, many instances of you talking and you having actually acted upon those trash talks. If, if you ever said in your trash talk, listen, I'm going to beat you up so bad that you're going to go to the hospital uh, on a stretcher or something. I don't know. I just made that up. But uh, say if you said that and you actually did that on fight night, then people are honestly just going to get chills. And uh, your trash trash talk is going to be more believable. And not only is it exciting, but by saying that it's done as trick, I mean, it's marketed your your fight well, and uh, it is likely that it's going to work well as well uh, for future occasions for your upcoming fights. You say such things and you keep acting upon them, then um, like the fans are going to love you and the promotion is going to love you. And it's a great marketing strategy. However, like I was saying, going back to Colby Covington, um yeah there's been instances that he's talked the talk but he hasn't walked the walk if i have to put it that way and so because of that um yeah there's been some doubt on his behalf and uh because of that 
I just really wish that he would come out and put on a good performance against Tyron Woodley, especially because um, prior to having this fight be announced between him and Woodley, he had been talking so much trash uh, about Tyron Woodley. And uh, yeah, so it would be such a bummer if he came out and didn't perform properly against Tyron Woodley. Yeah, I, I don't know what the future will actually actually hold for him if uh, things didn't actually work out for him athletically and fight-wise. And uh, talking about Tyron Woodley now, I know I said I shouldn't be talking about these in, in such detail, but uh, I swear this is the last one. So I'm just going to be briefly talking about Tyron Woodley. So Tyron Woodley, this fight is going to be pretty important for him as well because he is he too has had such a long layoff. And um, especially ever since his loss against um, um, the current champion, Kamar Usman, uh, the fight in which he actually lost his championship belt. Things haven't been looking too good for him. So if um, he, again, I wouldn't recommend him to come out and trash talk Colby Covington. But uh, I would highly, highly recommend that he puts in work in training camp. And that he comes out and puts on the performance, the best performance of his career. If he does that, then um, he is actually able to redeem himself, redeem himself from some of the worst performances that he that he has had ever since his loss to Kamar Usman. If he does that, then he is back in the picture, back in the main roster where we can consider him a legitimate contender in the welterweight division and someone who could potentially be matched up against Kamar Usman once more for a rematch and maybe it, for him to regain his championship belt. Okay, so that's all I want to say about that. I said all those things so that you guys know all the exciting things, know about all the exciting events that we have coming up in September. And uh, if you want, hopefully, uh, just uh, mark them down in your calendars. And uh, when the time actually comes, you already know we're going to be breaking them down thoroughly on this show. But having said that, now let's talk about the big fight night that is uh, supposed to be happening this upcoming Saturday. August 29th at 9 p.m. Eastern time zone. And uh, this is actually pretty interesting because the the headliner of the the headliners of this fight, should I say, they're guys who haven't fought for at least six months. I'm sure sure of that because I, I do not recall any of these guys fighting throughout the past six months uh, during the pandemic. So it is going to be pretty exciting to see how prepared each of these guys are coming into fight night. And by the headliners of this uh, whole fight card, I mean Anthony Smith fighting off against Alexander Rakic, who are both going to be fighting in this uh, light heavyweight bout. So uh, that is going to be the main event of the evening. And the co-main event is actually going to be a welterweight bout between the former Welterweight champion Robbie Lawler and uh, the top contender, uh, or should I say, actually not right now. He's not a top contender right now, but um, he he was actually uh, a few months back, um, Neil Magny. And uh, I know that kind of sounded a little bit <laughs> botchy. I don't know why um, I introduced him like that. But uh, what I wanted to say was that Neil Magny, uh, if you look at his record, he... 
He's had many good uh, fights on his career. Um, he actually does have a pr relatively good uh, a professional record. He has 23 wins and eight losses only, which is actually pretty... It's pretty understandable and it is pretty acceptable, should I say, uh, for someone at, at his level. And uh, to me, honestly, like I know records matter, but uh, and I know ranks matter as well, because if you're not ranked uh, that high, well, maybe you wouldn't necessarily get the next title shot. And I know all those things are important. And uh, again, just to explain uh, why I uh, kind of introduced Neil Magny in that way is because, uh, you know, he might not necessarily be the highest ranked in the division or he like his record might not look 100% perfect. But uh, he is, after all, a very smart fighter. He has such a fight, uh, such a high fighting IQ. And uh, he's been fighting for many, many years. He's had many years of experience um, doing what he doing what he does. And uh, overall, I would actually regard him as a very good, well-rounded um, mixed martial artist. So I feel like, you know, numbers do matter, but uh, also experience and uh, just looking at a person's um, experience holistically also matters as well. So, um, since we already talked about Neil Magny, why not just talk about his fight against Robbie Lawler? I mean, usually we do talk about the main event and then followed by the co-main event, but why not just talk about this fight first? Anyway, so uh, this fight, I would say, between Magny and Lawler has pretty big implications, and I'm going to tell you why. So, Robbie Lawler, I told you guys, um, he used to be the champion, and uh, what happened was that many, many years back, I would say around like circa 2015, if I'm not mistaken, to be honest to me, like when I look back <laughs> at that fight that Robbie Lawler lost his championship belt to um, at the time, it was, I believe, Luke Rockhold. Um, when when I look back at that, it just feels like it's, it was just two years ago, not necessarily how many years has it been like five years. That's just unbelievable. But anyway. So he lost his championship belt to Luke Rockhold and uh, or maybe. Oh, my goodness. No, it wasn't Luke Rockhold. What am I saying? Good. Good Lord. OK, so scratch that. Uh, so Robbie Lawler. <laughs> Sorry, I was just reading a news article about Luke Rockhold in the middleweight division and somehow I just mixed that up. But uh, OK, so let me just rephrase all that. So Robbie Lawler, yes, he did lose his welterweight championship belt circa 2015, but he lost it actually to Tyron Woodley. I don't know how I could possibly forget that, but there you go. That is the correct um, uh, recall of all, all the facts that you need to know about this. OK, so he lost to Tyron Woodley and Tyron Woodley became the champion. And uh, so Tyron Woodley just took off his uh, career, his championship career from there. But um, after that, Robbie Lawler, um, he just took some time off and uh, he did make some combat fights. However, his performance didn't really compare to how he was before he lost his championship belt to Tyron Woodley. And uh, one of the or rather like, uh, yeah, I believe it was the most recent fight that he had, which was against uh, Ben Askren. So when he had that fight against Ben Askren, Ben Askren, who's a phenomenal wrestler and a former champion from one championship, uh, which is a um, Asian MMA organization, when he had that fight against Ben Askren, 
Um, he was actually fighting pretty well. Um, you know, considering that it is his most recent fight, I feel like we should often refer back to that fight, uh, regardless of what the outcome actually was. So when he was fighting Askren, he uh, the the majority of the fight was um, actually going well. Uh, he Robbie Lawler is known for his honestly uh, i don't i don't mean to be like too literal because his nickname as well is ruthless so robbie lawler is honestly literally known for his ruthless style of fighting and by that i mean when he's fighting you standing up when he's striking with you he does not care how much um how how injured you get he does not care how much damage is done upon you or if he himself gets cut and uh, or if he himself actually gets injured he does not care about any of those things all he cares about is to just keep fighting without any breaks and to keep coming forward like a bulldozer honestly and uh you know hence his ruthless style fighting because you 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 see a few fighters fight like that still to this day but um I would say that is definitely one thing that um, distinguishes Robbie Lawler from most fighters, at least currently in the in the current roster of the UFC. So yes, that is that is Robbie Lawler, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, because of that, because of that um, that tough mentality that he has, and the fact that he will never back down, um, he just keeps coming forward and. Uh, he will just keep uh, uh, just throwing those shots until uh, he he actually assures that uh, you are like your level of um, stamina is actually declining and that you are losing to him. However, what happened in that recent fight against Ben Askren was that he he did all that, and um, <laughs> what happened was that Ben Askren he he was actually even knocked down. And but Robbie Lawler, he, he, like I said, like a bulldozer, he just kept coming forward. However, Ben Askren, he just took advantage of an opening and uh, he submitted uh, Robbie Lawler. And that's uh, that was actually a loss for Robbie Lawler. Uh, but, um, you know, it was pretty controversial. So I brought up that example so that, you know, you guys know with what potential mindset this current fight against Neil Magny is also going to go um he Robbie Lawler might have adjusted a few things in his game plan so that he fights smarter and more efficiently perhaps um especially because he's been out of the ring or rather out of the cage for so long and maybe he actually wants to take extra caution and um he still wants to assure a win but not necessarily in that ruthless manner in the manner that would deplete his, not only his opponent, but also himself, first of all. So maybe he actually does adapt a few things um, in his game plan. We're not really sure. We, just have, we have to wait and see on Saturday night. But I feel like this is a pretty exciting fight that he's going to be having is against Neil Magny. Because especially, like I said, Neil Magny, too, is a very, very well-rounded mixed martial artist. Uh, for his um, uh, weight division, for the 170-pound weight, weight division, he has... He's a really tall fighter, actually. And uh, 
because of his long limbs, I would say he has a, he too actually has a high chance of potentially being more successful when it comes to doing jujitsu on the canvas and uh, potentially submitting Robbie Lawler in that way. And it, like I said, because of his long limbs as well, if he wants, he could also strike with Robbie, Law Robbie Lawler, excuse me. Um, however, like I said, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it because stand-up fights with Robbie Lawler don't always end well for either party. Um, yeah, like I said, I wouldn't, re I wouldn't recommend it at all. So if Neil Magny wants to clean finish potentially, I would recommend that he takes down Robbie Lawler and just tries to grapple with him and potentially submit him. That is my suggestion suggestion oh, to him. Okay. Uh, but regardless, you guys, make sure that you catch up with this fight. It is going to be absolutely out of this world. I can guarantee you that both guys are just beasts and uh, you already know how good this fight is going to be. And I'm so sorry we didn't have time to thoroughly break down the Anthony Smith and Alexander Rakic fight, but you guys make sure that you catch up with this whole fight card because uh, these two uh, main bouts that I just mentioned aren't the only exciting ones on this card. The entire main card and the prelim card are all exciting, featured uh, with uh, so many talented, talented fighters, so make sure you catch up with the entire card. And, oh man, I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. You guys, make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. And you can also go to iTunes and Spotify to download previous episodes as well. And until next time, it's your girl, Jonan right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Yeah.